Welcome back to another edition of Be The Change Georgia, brought to you by Be Local Georgia. I'm Nathan Stuck, and I'm passionate about amplifying the voices of the amazing leaders surrounding the B Corp community in the Southeast who are showing how making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas. Today, there are more than 4,000 B Corps across 75 countries and 150 industries, unified by one common goal, transforming the global economy to benefit all people, communities, and the planet. If you want to learn how to plug into our purpose-driven business community alongside the inspiring leaders we feature on this show, check us out at BeLocalGeorgia.com and we'll hope to meet you at our next event. Why should you see sustainability as a core aspect of your business operations? And how can you integrate it seamlessly to drive profitability? Today, Nathan had the pleasure of sitting down with Venkatesh Kenny, co-founder of Ubuntu. Ubuntu is an online platform that matches corporations and institutions to sustainable innovations and entrepreneurs around the world. In today's discussion, Venkatesh shares the story of founding Ubuntu with his partner, Peter Skelstrader delves into the challenges faced by companies when adopting sustainability practices, and addresses the common misconception that sustainability is separate from the core business. Stay tuned as Nathan and Vinky explore the power of sustainable innovation and the transformative impact it can have on businesses and the environment. Vinky, welcome to Be The Change Georgia. It's great to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you. Thanks for having me on. I should say, and welcome to the B Corp community as well. It's exciting to have our newest B Corp uh, appear on the show. Yeah, and it's been an amazing experience becoming a B Corp. The outpouring of support we've had from the community and from around the world has been really, really heartwarming. Yeah, it's great to see the movement grow and see that it's more congratulations now than what is that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> five, six years ago, there was still a lot of what is that? And now it's become well known as kind of the gold standard of, of corporate social responsibility. So congratulations, too. Thank you. Thank you so much. So speaking of Ubuntu, let's let's get into it, because, you know, we, we have a planning call before all these episodes and, and we got all the way to the end of it. And you shared this amazing transformational story of your own life and, and kind of what came out of that. So I'd love to unpack that. I mean, the founding story of Ubuntu, but also your personal journey and that, that epiphany that, that led you down a, a, maybe a second career path, if you will. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. That, that story, you know, it, it goes back 10 years ago. I had uh, taken over as a CEO of the Coca-Cola business in India, and we had a foundation that used to do amazing work across the country, especially in the area of water conservation and uh, uh, helping uh, underprivileged communities, uh, water-stressed communities get access to water. So I was invited to, uh, to visit one of, their, uh, uh, one of the project areas. Uh, and remember, this is after about 20 years of being in the corporate sector. I land up in this really remote village in the state of Rajasthan in India, where uh, the foundation had invested in a small dam that stopped the monsoon uh, water from from flowing out and created a small lake. And that lake fed an entire village with water through the year. 
And when I visited the place, the local villagers, especially one of the farmers, uh, told us the story of how the lake transformed their livelihood. And a small investment of $50,000 by the foundation essentially transformed the lives of over a thousand villagers. And the farmer whose, uh, whose home we visited insisted that we sit with him and his wife for a meal. It was a simple meal. It was an incredibly beautiful uh, spring day in, in, in India. And it was a meal of just Indian bread with some lentils. The most delicious, most amazing meal I've ever had. And that made me realize that this was the most significant thing I was doing. And I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. And so uh, a few years later, I got the opportunity to switch careers and I chose to focus on sustainability, environment, and social justice. Uh, and that's what brought me to where I am today. Wow. Yeah, I love that story. I could listen to that story over and over again, too. Just that, I don't know, that aha moment that, that a lot of, especially those that work in, in you know, social enterprises, mission-driven businesses, that, that career with purpose that, like, we're all looking for or the people who are looking for that career, we just that that moment of clarity of, of knowing exactly where you're supposed to be and you were where you were supposed to be and then where you needed to go next. And, and, and here you are years later and we've got Ubuntu and certified B Corp. Um, you and Peter have grown it. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit too about uh, what it is that, that you guys do and then we'll kind of keep going into the, the story. Yeah, so at uh, Ubuntu, we founded this about four and a half, five years ago, and we launched a, a, an online platform that essentially acts like a matchmaker between large corporations and institutions and this groundswell of uh, sustainable innovations and entrepreneurs around the world. Uh, and the genesis of this was when Peter and I were working at Coca-Cola, where we spent 20 years, and we used to have a very strong um, set of ambitions to achieve sustainability, including things like being water neutral and things like that. But it was extremely difficult for us to find the right solutions at the right time in the right place. And the result is that we spent more time, more money, and probably wasted a lot more uh, doing, going down some, some uh, false leads uh, and so we set up Ubuntu as a way to make this faster, better, and much more effective for companies to discover and implement sustainable innovations. And today we work with uh, uh, about 30 Fortune 500 companies. We work with the United Nations, with the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and a whole host of other organizations, um, all of whom use our platform and our services to accelerate their sustainability journey. Wow. Um, yeah, and you talk about amplifying your impact, uh, being able to work with those companies and help them be more efficient. Uh, it's kind of a cool story. So what, when a new client comes to you, what is the, what are some of the challenges they're facing? And then what are some of the, you know, I don't want to call them misconceptions, but what, what are companies facing when it comes to adopting? Is it, is it buy-in? Are we past getting corporate buy-in? Is it, is it, what some of what you talked about finding the right solutions what what do you see when you're talking to new clients so i think the most common uh, misconception we have to deal with across organizations is 
that the rank and file or people that are responsible for executing the company's vision often think that sustainability is separate from the business. They believe that sustainability equals CSR or philanthropy or donations. And so when we start talking about sustainability to them, they're like, oh, no, 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 that's not my responsibility. There's a, there's a department that looks after it. And what we need to, what we often have to explain to people is actually sustainability is simply a new way of thinking about your day-to-day -day job in any business. It's a way of, uh, of eliminating waste. It's a way of finding the most efficient ways to do your business. And when you do that, you automatically cut your emissions. You cut your waste. You reduce material usage. You save costs. So when you do an energy efficiency project in your, in your building or your factory or your uh, place of work, uh, you're automatically reducing your cost and you're reducing your carbon footprint. So, so our biggest opportunity, I would say, is first explaining to people uh, when we talk to them that sustainability equals profitability and does not mean a cost. And I mean, and it's, it's good business. I love that because I make that argument all the time. If it's okay to talk about ROI, you know, it's okay to talk about the bottom line. It's good for the bottom line. So let's have that conversation instead of shying away from it. Um, these aren't like additional, yeah, these aren't additional parts of the L on the P and L. Um, this should be driving down the L um, and driving up the P. So it's, it's, yes. it's interesting to hear that approach, but you come from the, uh, you know, a corporate background too. And that's, that is still the language of business. We have to pay employees and make payroll and pay shareholders. And when you're that big and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think where Peter and I come at it is from a, from a different uh, mindset, because unfortunately till recently, Sustainability and the environment has been the the you know the, the the domain of nonprofits who often tend to view the corporate sector as the problem rather than as a potential solution. And we we come from a mindset that says actually corporations, while they may be part of the problem, also have to be part of the solution. And uh, if we can transform the top thousand companies in the world, we have a far greater impact than attempting to change the behavior of billions of consumers around the world. I love that. That perfectly segues because I mean, you talk about that shift from the, the the nonprofit focus to the power of the private sector. To you know, I heard a quote. I think it was honestly when I had David Paparelli on this podcast, who is the founder of uh, co-founder of M Cultivo, which is another Georgia B Corp. He said that entrepreneurs are uniquely positioned to solve the world's most pressing problems because it's what entrepreneurs have always done, which is find find a find a problem and figure out a way to capitalize off of it. Somebody sliced the first loaf of bread, right? Um, and then people stopped selling whole loaves of bread and they started selling sliced bread. So. When you talk about that, it brings up the B Corp component of it, which is, you know, I think there's 7,000 B Corps. I can't wait till this is dated and I go, oh, there's a lot more now. But right now there's about 7,000 B Corps around the world that are trying to do exactly that, that to, to use the power of business to shift the future of our planet of, you know, equality and inclusion and all these big pressing societal needs. What was it for 
you and Peter that said, and I know I met Peter five, six years ago when I was just coming out of grad school, talking about B Corps and um, what was it that drove the decision? Like, why was, you know, why was getting B Corp certification important? Um, and, and, you know, talk a little bit about the process and the journey, um, towards B Corp certification. Yeah. In fact, uh, thanks for that. Because, um, I, I remember when we first heard about B Corp, we really didn't know what it was all about. And we thought this is something for big corporations and not something that we as a startup could aspire to. I think it was your conversation with Peter that that started us on this journey. Um, we we realized that uh, in this world of sustainability and environmental uh, focus, uh, we were a rare at that time when we launched. Uh, we were a rare for-profit entity, and um, it, it, when we talked to large institutions and nonprofits, they often used to shy away from us because they said, oh, you're a for-profit entity. How can you be, uh, how can be a sustain, I know, how can you be all about sustainability and environment? And, uh, but we, we, we firmly believed that the way forward was to be a for-profit entity, even if it's uh, a you know, public benefit corporation and if it's doing good, because uh, the, the, Profit motive essentially ensures that we focus on delivering value to a paying customer at a cost that's below uh, the, 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 the value that the customer sees in it. And, uh, uh, and then when we learned that B Corp is the way to certify or to communicate to our customers, stakeholders, and uh, the general public that we mean business for good, uh, we started pursuing it. It wasn't easy because uh, when we first started pursuing it, we realized um, this is not just you know a rubber stamp. This is a really, really rigorous uh, process that requires us to uh, raise our standards in many ways. I mean, uh, you know, many of my employees were pleasantly surprised when we said, "Well, we are going to." Uh, continuously uh, revise our, our pay scales to make sure that we are above that that uh, living wage. We uh, have the most progressive uh, uh, benefits package, I would say, for a startup of our scale uh, in Atlanta and Georgia, mainly because of the B Corp process. It opened our eyes to what good looks like or what great looks like. And, um, and I'm you know, even if we didn't get the B Corp certification, which we have got, but even if we didn't get it, we'd be much better off for having gone through the journey. Wow, it opened our eyes to what great looks like. That's a quote. You saw my, I'm sure our Jeff and our, he's behind the scenes right now, our production team at Chat with Leaders. I'm sure he saw my face and was like, I think that's the quotable moment. Um, <laughs> but no, it's great that you said that because I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and it's, oh, it's maybe it's too early. And don't get me wrong, there is a time and a place when it's too early and you need to focus on revenue. You go make money because we're going to get a certification. You're not going to have a business to, to certify. So there's a time and a place in an entrepreneurial journey to do this. But the, the foundational piece of, of going through that, of, of like you said, the world-class benefits of like, what can we, you know, and you go through it strategically. It's like, what can we afford? What makes sense? What matters to our employees? What matters to our customers? What policies can we go ahead and put in place thinking about our future 
state and where we're going to be in five, 10 years from now. And, and I will share one quick story um, of, of working with Fanky and we got to the final thing and we were going to be okay on points. Um, and there was one, I think there was one person who didn't have like the family living wage um, and you went into gusto and gave them a raise on the spot and sent me a screenshot and you're like, Nope, we're keep we're keeping those points. We're doing it. And everybody's going to be doing it. And I was just like, like B Corp ethos through and through. I love that moment. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I think for us, the, 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 the value of B Corp is not just a certification. The value of B Corp for us was how can we aspire to be the best we can be? And uh, B Corp gave us that roadmap to to being uh, that that uh, highest ethical, moral, and uh, social and environmental standards that we could be. So it doesn't matter if you're 85 or 90 or 95 points. The goal is not to get to a point number. The goal is what can we afford and and aspire to do within the limitations of our business circumstances. Yeah, no, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful process. Like you said, even if we hadn't gotten certified, we would have been better for having gone through it. Um, it's a free tool. I mean, I think everybody listening to this knows where to find it, but it's beimpactassessment.net. Um, even if you're just curious to check it out and, and like Vanky said, as you go through it, you know, like you go through it and you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, yes. wait, companies are doing this. And then you're like, it gets you hooked where you're like, Oh, I want to do that. Like what a cool um, what a cool option, you know, even like, you know, you're like, wow, if I, if I gave my team two more paid days off this year, I'd get, you know, half a point more on this assessment. And you're like, what other holidays can we add to the calendar? <laughs> so, um, but your employees, you know, end up loving it. So as we, and you mentioned to working part of the motivation being client facing, you know, I kind of want to go back to talking about some of your clients and they're on their own sustainability journey as well. Like, can you provide some examples that highlight how Ubuntu's platform has helped companies on their sustainable journeys? Like thinking too, like some of the, especially when we talk about some of these big fortune 500s, like the sizable measurable impact. Um, and even, you know, the leg up that's giving those companies in their industries. So, uh, you know, the, we've done now, uh, probably dozens of uh, projects around the world helping clients solve some really thorny sustainability issues. But some of the ones that I can I can immediately uh, give examples of, ranging from, uh, we work with the United Nations on this platform called Reef Plus. It's, the, uh, it's a global platform where we've helped identify over 200 projects around the world that are uh, restoring and protecting coral reefs. And as the, our listeners are probably aware, coral reefs are dying at an alarming pace around the world, thanks to a variety of problems, climate change being one of them. And, uh, uh, and I've seen with my own eyes the bleaching of coral reefs in the Great Barrier Reef and in, in Maldives and other places. So we were very excited when the UN asked us whether we could help them with this. And, uh, and the result is that uh, uh, we uh we were able to identify for them not just the projects but also put together an online community of practice um, which is now one of the largest uh, networks and databases of coral reef protection and restoration uh, in the world that's one example 
Another one which uh, we're excited about is uh, helping to recycle one of the most difficult to recycle items, which is multi-layer plastics. Those of you that use uh, that that buy potato wafers or or uh, chocolates, they know that the the flexible wrapping that comes with it, uh, it's uh, it's not recyclable. So uh, we worked with two companies, a dairy company and a food, a large food multinational in Asia to uh, to to identify a technology that could convert their waste multi-layer plastics into items of value, uh, essentially construction material, um, uh, alternatives to plywood. So those those pl plastic wrappers were converted through a machine into a, a board that resembles plywood, but is waterproof, recyclable, reusable, and uh, longer lasting, but at the same cost as plywood. And uh, that's now being used in multiple locations in Asia. Uh, so that's another example of a project that we've done. Wow. Um, this is why, and I, not to take it back to the B Corp community, but this is why I love this community because I meet people like you where I go, how, what? You naturally are inspired to do more with your business, with your own personal life. Just listening to that where you're like, huh, just kind of keep asking that, like, but why Why isn't it recyclable? Like, how else could we use it? Like, so those are questions and the, the fact that, businesses come out of these ideas is just amazing. And and by the way, welcome to the B Corp community because you're going to meet people where even you're going to go, huh? Um, oh, yes. So, so yeah, th thank you for sharing those examples. I mean, that is, that is uh, I mean, it's one of those things too, where you think about some of these plastics and I got the, the chance to meet, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, the CEO of TerraCycle, the co-founder yes. of TerraCycle recently and the, some of the stuff, yeah, building playgrounds. Zaki. Yes. Yeah. I took a picture where I'm like, some people fanboy with athletes. I'm fanboying right now. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, speaking of that inspiration, you know, before we kind of wrap up, like, I'd love for you to share any, any wisdom, any, and I mean, you pivoted later in life too, from a, you know, a very corporate career, traditional, nothing wrong with it. Um, great Atlanta based company to this new, you know, second career. In sustainability. So what advice would you have for somebody looking to either weave sustainability more into their day-to-day -day job or looking at like that career shift or just, um, or just pull out any other wisdom you want to share? <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've, I've actually blogged about this. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of people, when I, when I chose my path, asked me, well, you know, how can I follow in the same footsteps or I've been working for 20 years and I want to do something more meaningful with my life. And my reaction to most people is you don't have to quit your job to make a bigger impact on the planet. You can actually do this more effectively if you simply uh, look at your own day-to-day -day job, your, the business that you're running. Um, most people in large organizations don't realize the scale, the power, and the impact of the positions that they hold, and how small changes or small decisions that they take on a day-to-day -day basis can make a far bigger impact to the planet than if they were to try to do something on their own or go do a nonprofit or whatever. So, and, and I'll give small examples. I mean, if you happen to be in a logistics company, right? Uh, simply going and uh, figuring out how you can decarbonize your logistics through uh, electric or hydrogen-based uh, uh, 
vehicles, right? Uh, just being at the forefront of that and making small progress or small steps, you know, doing trials with startups or innovators in the space of electric vehicle or electric transportation. Um, another example could be if your job involves uh, running a small, uh, you know, retail establishment or a hospitality establishment. There are hundreds of innovations in the world that don't cost the earth, but that can make a big difference big difference to to your uh, waste footprint, your water footprint, your carbon footprint, uh, how you source even simple things like uh, the kind of, uh, uh, the, you know, the food that you buy for your cafeteria in your, in your, uh, in your office, right? You can choose to buy food that's a little bit more sustainably made. And in some cases, it could cost you exactly the same or even less. Or if you focus on reducing food waste, and then save, putting those savings back into buying more ethically grown food uh, at no extra cost, you actually can make your employees a lot more proud and excited about coming to work because you can tell them the story of how their daily meal in the office is transforming the lives of farmers. So there are so many little ways that you that anyone in any position in any organization can make a difference if they simply know how. And that's what we are trying to do. We're trying to bridge that gap of helping people figure out those little things that they can change. And that's what a platform does. That's awesome. All right. That's, there's nothing else to top that. Um, yeah. Celebrate the small wins and be, a, be an agent of change. Absolutely. Just wherever you're at. Awesome. For our people on the social media, Want to follow Ubuntu? Want to follow you? Where can they find you? I know you're on LinkedIn. Well, we we used to be on a variety of platforms, but because we are a, primarily a business-to-business professional network, uh, we are now exclusively on LinkedIn. And uh, we have a really wonderful um, LinkedIn profile for the company Ubuntu. Uh, and of course, I, I post a lot myself on LinkedIn, and so does Peter. So, um, you know, my LinkedIn profile and the company LinkedIn profile is going to be on this uh, podcast. So uh, please do follow there. And uh, for those that want to access some of our public repositories uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be making available a few uh, public uh, communities that we have, uh, that we host. And uh, if anyone's interested in, 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 the, in, in how to make island communities more sustainable, we have one that's hosted by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. If anyone's interested in saving coral reefs, there's 250 projects that can do with funding. Uh, you can go to the uh, UN Reef Plus community. Uh, we have uh, communities for the built environment, for water technologies, and a variety of others that are soon going to be made public. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing more people sign up. Well, thank you so much for joining us. and. Welcome to the B Corp community. Welcome to the B Local Georgia community. But just thank you for for sharing your time and treasure and, and wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nathan. And thanks for helping us with the journey. Well, that wraps up another edition of Be The Change Georgia. We're grateful as always for the opportunity to serve you with this content and grow this incredible community of purpose-driven B Corp leaders. If you haven't already, we would be grateful for you to rate the show wherever you get your podcast by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves and sharing it with a friend. 
This helps us get the word out and continue to use our collective influence as a force for good. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening and now go be a leader worth following.